Welcome back, you degenerates, to the number one gambling podcast show in the world. I'm Billy, Billy FFD, and I'm here with my good friend, my sad friend, my idea friend, Mr. Morgan Watkins. How are you holding up tonight, Mr. Mo Watts? Terrific. Never been better. <laughs> Loving life. The Thriving. Pain. The pain in his eyes. I don't know um, what eyes you're talking about. He's hiding them. There's, He's hiding, fighting the tears left. at the moment. There's nothing left in my eyes. Just pain, death, <laughs> misery, black holes. If it does make you feel better, the the Davis Mills bet will hit. So you will have some money in the account. I went one in five tonight. Listen, you're, when you're cold, you're cold. When you're hot, you're hot. Mm. I'm hot. You're not. It is what it is. Worst. You suck. I hate you. I don't suck. We had this conversation last night. We want let's get, let's get into it then. Let's get into it real quick. You said I like everything Christian McCaffrey tomorrow. I said I don't know. Strange feeling. I was just like nah, I don't like it. Over a hundred yards of rushing, over sixty yards receiving. I'm like nah, I I just don't like anything. Don't touch it. Didn't listen to me. After the show, just like that, we were talking. We just spitballing ideas about what games you like for college football this weekend. Mr. Morgan Watkins goes, big Marshall guy. Love Marshall. Love betting on the herd. So cool. Me too. I dug a little, did a little research. I liked Marshall. I took Marshall. I come back from the gym. You know what I see? Mr. Mo Watson, Appalachian State, and the under. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> like, you're fading yourself? Is that what you're doing? I, it doesn't make sense to me, Morgan. Yeah, you have a you have an explanation? No. <laughs> what do you want from me? Christian McCaffrey picks make sense. They all made sense. My rationale behind them was solid. The Texans suck against running backs out of the backfield and everything. I can't account for the guy having rubber band legs. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, it's unbelievable. This dude sucks. I'm out. I'm out on Christian McCaffrey. One hundred percent out. He stinks now. The only good thing about Christian McCaffrey is that he's dating Olivia Colpo. That's it. That's all that I care about now when it comes to him. That's a and that's then a bold statement. with with Marshall, you know, what do you want me to do? I, I overthought it. I overthink it. I'm cold as ice. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, maybe I should just fade whatever my thoughts are in the top of my head right now because clearly something's not working. And lo and behold, I get everything wrong. Well, yeah. I would have had it. I would have had it right the first time. Well, we talked about that when I went on my cold streak in the very beginning of the year. I was like, "You mean oh, the cold streak you transferred over to me?" That's not true. It's not true. It's a hundred percent true. I will stay. I will go to my grave with but that. But what I said was, anytime that happens, I wind up fading myself, and it's never a good idea. So you shouldn't do it. You should stick to your gut and work your way through it. Right? You don't even listen. To, you don't even listen to my advice. I just. I just happened to me two weeks ago. I did the same thing you did. I thought you'd be learning from my experiences, but I guess not. Um, we're talking college football tonight, Mr. Morgan. You th- we're going to have a better, we're gonna have a better weekend. My, spe- my specialty is college football, and I'm dying down bad, down astronomically bad. I just, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if gambling is your, uh, is your specialty at this point. I think point. I should start learning how to knit because <laughs> – I can save up the money that I'm losing right now and buy yarn. With that quaff haircut, you might be able to, Mr. Mogan. Hey, don't hate on my hair. I, I told hate. you I like the hair. It looks good. Just, 
I'm, I'm sensitive tonight. <laughs> I I don't want to have to do it too morning, but I just give the, the listeners slash viewers a little update on the records. Uh, oh, I am 30, 23, and one. What? I'm 30, 23, and one. And Morgan is 24, 27, and one. Had had two be- two bets tonight. Both lost. I have one bet tonight that won. But I, I'm telling you, Morgan, you're going to get out of the rut. You're going to get out of the rut. Everything's going to be fine. Um, I tried to tell you to, to hop on this, got laid this teaser out with me. The middle. Got laid out across the middle by Sean Taylor there with the records. Yeah. Was not ready for that. Yeah. Terry Tate, office linebacker style. Yeah, I just got sent out the third floor window. That's right, Morgan, because we are on opposite sides for the first game that we're going to talk about. Why don't you kick us off? Right. If there's one pick anybody's going to take with me, this is the one. I'm right <laughs> on this one, not him. I know I'm right on this one. Uh, okay. I'm on Michigan laying 20 and a half against Rutgers, a 3.30 p.m. game at Michigan. Uh, Michigan is the far superior t- team to Rutgers. Rutgers has put has th- is 3-0 for the first time since 2012. Their wins are against Temple, Syracuse, and Delaware. Shit mm-hmm. teams, shit schools. I know. I went to Temple. Crummy teams. They have no talent whatsoever. Michigan is 3-0. Yes, they have not played the top-tier teams. This is the first conference game for them this so far this season. However, Michigan has elite talent compared to Rutgers does. Right now, Michigan is averaging 514.7 yards per game, also averaging 47 points per game. Um, best thing going for Michigan that they can use and that will control this entire game which will not give Rutgers the type of possession that they sorely need is Michigan's running attack, which is number one in the country, averaging 350.3 rushing yards per game. That's eight yard over eight yards per carry that can control the tempo of this game. Rutgers is a team that is built on creating turnovers, mostly fumbles where they've created six fumbles are a purely luck turnover that you force right there and the fact that they've recovered all six of the fumbles that they have forced is a pure luck statistic there is nothing crazy about that you cannot bank on a fumble to happen um defensive side for rutgers they are going to most likely be without two of their big name quarterbacks chris long and max melton both who were charged with assault this past week that's never good um you know we're not we're not big fans of assault on this show are we william i am uh, when it, come, when it comes so, to defensive players, yeah, a little bit. That's assault, brother. I'm just going to let that one simmer out there a little bit. Uh, Michigan's defense so far this season allowing 11.3 points per game through three games. So they, Marcus is not going to be able to move the ball. Uh, as well as the last six times that these two teams have met up, past, in the last seven times, seven years, they lost their last matchup with Lloyd Carr, was the head coach still at Michigan. Six straight meetings with John, uh, Jim Harbaugh as the head coach. Michigan has outscored Rutgers and won all six meetings by a score of 304 to 79. Michigan, minus 20 and a half. Mm. You know why the number is a little skewed for Michigan? Because they've played Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois shouldn't be a football team, just like Temple. They played but yeah, Washington. Northern, Northern Washington had uh, is top tier defense. They are. But that def- that offense that, the- that Washington has is absolute trash. I watched the whole game. I had money on Washington. Uh, Western Michigan, a team that I'll be betting on. We'll talk about it later. Not a great team compared to Big Ten school. But if you let Northern Illinois score 10 points against you, I, I don't know. I, if you're giving me three touchdowns, 
in a in a conference game, I'm I want to take the dog every time. Um, Michigan's look pretty good, but the first conference game of the year in the Big Ten, Rutgers top top three in the nation in turnover margin. They haven't given the ball up once. Doesn't matter who you play. Every every quarterback in college will throw an interception or somebody will fumble the ball. They don't. They take care of the football. That's what they've always done. Um, but like you said, they haven't played anybody, you know? But to go out on a limb and say that Syracuse is absolute, absolute trash, I wouldn't do that. Um, Michigan is a power run offense. They will run the ball down your throat, down your throat, down your throat. Uh, Rutgers, their strong suit is their front seven. They love to get in the backfield, get in early. Top 10 in tackles for loss this year. They're not going to be able to break the play open. I love it. It's games can be slow paced. So if, you, if games can be slower paced, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Rutgers with give me the 21. A couple stats for you because Morgan's got the, the the total of points. Scarlet Knights six and zero against the spread in the last six road games. Five and zero against the spread in the last five as road dogs. Six and one in their last seven against the spread versus teams with a winning record. Wolverines, 0-4 against the, in the last four against a team with a winning record. 0-5 in the last five conference games against the spread. One thing that neither one of us were on, I, I'm not, I talked about it. It might become a play later. I do a little bit more research on it. The over is 7-0 in the last seven meetings between these two teams. That's something to look out for. Um, how do you feel about the over? I like the over. Um, so, like I said earlier, I'm on Michigan putting up. Nice. I hate you. You're the worst person. <laughs> Put the line and sinker, boys and girls. That was too easy. No, I, I do lean the over as well. Um, what do you have next, Morgan? <laughs> I'm you. <laughs> He's <so> sad. <laughs> I want to kill you. I want to kill you so bad. Um, next one. This is a game I flip flopped on a couple times. Uh, LSU laying two and a half against Mississippi State. Um, it's tough. And I know when I spoke the other night, I was thinking Mississippi State money line. Uh, the more and more I have thought about it, I really I'm going to lean LSU with the superior talent. And there's one real favor that LSU has that I think will really turn the tide of this game. Uh, but it's kind of the tail of the tape. LSU is averaging 36.7 points per game right now. And they're putting up just under 390 yards per game at 389.3 yards per game of offense. Uh, Max Johnson has actually looked really good as quarterback. He's got 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's looked very well out there. Um, he's over 1,100 yards passing already, which has been great. Um, the thing that's going to really decide this game, this is going to this is going to be a high-scoring game, plain and simple. Um, this game, I, I don't have the top of my head what the total is, but I like the over in this game for sure because these two teams cannot run the ball to save their life. Uh, LSU is the 120th ranked team in the nation in rushing offense. Mississippi State is 125th in the nation. Um, if they decide that they want to try to run it, that's awesome. Both of them have top 25 rush defenses. So th- this is going to be an air raid attack. And why I like LSU in this game is because <laughs> LSU has two All-American, all-SEC caliber corners led by Derek Stingley, who's going to be a top five draft pick in this upcoming draft this year. Um, that is going to be more than enough to shut down the Mississippi State air attack, which is an air rate attack, which is averaging 58.7 pass attempts per game. I love my chances when they're throwing against such a talented secondary. Secondary U 
if you'd like to call it that, because they just put so many elite players into the NFL out of that LSU secondary. Um, another thing that I absolutely love about this game, this is a revenge game for LSU. LSU was embarrassed last season by Mississippi State. They allowed an SEC record 623 passing yards in a home loss last year to Mississippi State. I love the revenge factor here. LSU going in into Mississippi State, into Starkville, winning this game, at least by the three, if not more. Yeah, I we talked about it, and I, we both at, at first glance were like, oh, Mississippi State. Um, I went back to some research. The game is a little bit too close for me, personally. I do like the revenge factor thing. I think that that could be a contributing factor. But um, the secondary hasn't really looked good. So I'm laying off, I think. If anything, I'll ride with you privately, but I won't make it a, per- a public bet. You know, I don't want to catch him with Juju. Um no, I don't. I don't know how I feel about that game. I'm, I'm just staying off. I'm, I'm indifferent. I it's one of the games I'm probably most excited for. When I'm at this wedding Saturday, that's the game I will be streaming on my phone to table most likely. It'll it'll be it'll be a very fun game to watch. There's going to be some fireworks. Mississippi State's a fun team to watch. I hate Mississippi State because they fucked up my NC State pick a couple weeks like a week or two ago. But I also do like Mississippi State. They are a fun team to watch. I like watching Mike Leach offenses. Like they're just throwing the ball all over the place. Big fan. So. Yeah. Um next up, my one of my favorite bets is going to be uh UTSA versus Memphis. Just that game in itself. I'm going to have my eyes glued to it. Um and I'm gonna be on the under sixty seven as well as UTSA plus three. I'm a little late to the party. It opened up at four. Um, I didn't get it at four. I just bet it today at three. If it's less than three, it's it's two and a half. I'd leave it alone and just take the under by itself. Um, in college football, for me, unders are somewhat of a rare occurrence that I'm going to bet on. You know, it seems like these games go on forever. Like, how long were we just sitting in this call watching the end of this uh, Marshall game? It felt like an hour. It it, it took forever. Uh, with that being said, the number's still too big for me to pass up. My The trends back it up, in my opinion. Um, the public thinks otherwise because they're betting the over. They're slamming the over. So something I kind of like to see. Uh, the under is 7-2 in the Roadrunners, which is UTSA, for those of you ignorant swines out there. Uh, the last 12 <laughs> games, under is 5-1-1 one one in the Roadrunners' last seven games as an underdog. And the under is 6-1 and one in Tigers. That's Memphis. Again, you ignorant swines. Uh, in the last seven games overall. Um, as far as the plus three, I'd even probably sprinkle money line, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's a letdown spot for Memphis, who had a, who won that game, who had no business winning that game. Uh, we loved that they did, because me and you were both on Memphis, but they had no business winning that game. The... That that guy's knee was down by a mile and a half on that punt. You know, like, you can't make it up. Uh, but first, I don't know why how they didn't call that. They, they didn't figure it out. But the fact that it way, went to replay also, and they still didn't mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it was probably the worst officiated game ever. Uh, but either way, they won. They're high off that win. And UTSA is a tough tough team to beat. Uh, they're five and zero. Oh against the spread in the last five games and seven of one against the spread in the last eight as road dogs. So give me the road runners. Me, me. I love that. Pick. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Road runner. Give me that all day. I love a good road runner. Um, 
I, the, my favorite part about that pick, and maybe this will make you change it now, but I love it. And Memphis is going to be this is going to be a letdown game for Memphis after that emotional game last week against against Mississippi State. This is this is set up for a letdown right here, big time. Um, Roveners aren't that bad of a team in getting three, getting a field goal. Like I, I would, I don't even touch the field goal. I'm going money line all day on this game. Like I think this is an, this is a win for them, big time. Yeah, like if you're afraid of the. Like getting the two and a half, just just take the money line. Yeah. Like I, if it's two and a half or less, I'm taking money line. But at the plus three, I'll take. I'll be safe. To take the field goal personally, privately. You know, yeah, I'd be sprinkling. I'm on Jets money line this weekend. So <laughs> do the, do what you want with that information. Psycho. Yeah, I was like, what do you want from me? I what do you got it. next? I respect it. Um, all right, next one up, and I have an abbreviated card this evening. I got some. We're doing some deep diving, so I got two more plays tonight. But we're trying to. We're trying to write the ship. So uh, next one, we're going to have Oregon tw- laying 28 and a half versus Arizona. Arizona is the worst team in college football. They suck. Aaron Garrison. I, I, I think Arizona might be worse than you. Arizona was a 26 and a half point favorite to FCS Northern Arizona and lost 21 to 19. That's yeah. UConn couldn't even pull that one off. Yeah. Um they're coming off this. They're just, they are awful. They were set at the beginning of the year at one and a half wins was their total. They might not win a game the entire season. They are just so bad. Kevin Sumlin is an awful coach. The fact that he got away with shit at Texas A&M to make himself look good for a little while, he stinks. He is awful. He was, he's the guy that the Marshall coach made me think of. I says, like I said, a little bit earlier and everything. Uh, but Marshall coach could do significantly better down at Arizona than Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin Sumlin could. Um, Arizona's biggest weakness that they have is they suck at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, they cannot protect. They have three quarterbacks. They don't even know who their starting quarterback is. They have three guys that they're rotating in there, which you can't have any offensive consistency. Your offensive line does not know who they're protecting. If it's a guy who's more of a scrambler, if it's a guy who's a statue back there in the pocket, they're not prepared for that at all. Kayvon Thibodeau might be coming back this week. You're telling me you're going to get an All-American pop most likely the number one overall pick in the draft back to this defense. The defensive line was already pretty darn good. Their defense is pretty darn good already without him out there. You're going to get him back out there. There's Thibodeau is back out there. Thibodeau at 85% is putting up three sacks against this offensive line. Um, speaking of at the line of scrimmage, Oregon is 28th in the nation in rushing offense, averaging 209.3 yards per game which leads them to 38 points per game that they've put up on average at this point. Um, conversely, on the other side of the ball, Arizona is, is 120th in the nation in scoring offense, only averaging 16.3 points per game. Arizona can't move the ball. They can't score. They, they cannot go against the talent that Oregon has. Oregon is going to be able to move the ball at will on this defense. A uh, few trends that these two teams have had. Oregon is 5-1 and one in their, uh, against the spread in their last six games following a straight-up win of 20 points or more. Uh, they're also 8-3 and three against the spread uh, in their last 11 following and against the spread loss. Um, and then Arizona, those shitty Wildcats, uh, is 1-12 against the spread in their last 13 games following a straight-up loss and 0-4 and against the spread uh, in their last four, just in a, a after and against the spread loss. Oregon, 28 and a half. Take it to the bank. I like that. I like Oregon in this one. I didn't add it to the, to my official card for this for the um 
for the show, but it's going to be on my card. Kind of hoping I don't we lose the the hook, but it is what it is. I'm confident they win by like 35, 40. I'm really not worried about it. Um, my next bet is going to be UCLA minus four and a half against Stanford. Um, it's a strange game. Uh, the teams match up pretty evenly, uh, but I think it's a bounce back game for the Visor for the Bruins. Uh, it's not the fault. It's not UCLA's fault that Jack Hayner played on a god tier level last weekend. You can't. You cannot beat a guy like that whose his mind is set on scoring touchdowns in those last two drives with a lacerated kidney. You're. Just, it's. You're not. You're gonna lose. It's, it's just. That's just how that's gonna go. When you have a, a true warrior like that on the field, you know it, you're you're doomed. Like, you saw it in Chip Kelly's face. He's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm fucked." Um, I hate you so much, dude. I, like, it's, it's content. You gotta you gotta do the content. You know, that's all right. I, 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 I like my reply, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> I do think that UCLA handles Stanford in a bounce back game. Uh, Stanford has Oregon next week. It could be a sneaky little look-ahead game where, you know, UCLA coming off the loss. It, either, it could either it could go either way. It could be a bounce-back game. It could be a look-ahead game. It could be a sandwich game. There's a lot of things going on here, but I'm, I'm leaning towards UCLA. Better coaching, better players. Uh, the strong suit for UCLA has been the run game, and Stanford's been giving up about 60 yards per rush. Uh, good thing. UCLA, UCLA's running back. Zach Charbonnet, is that how you say his name? Charbonnet? Charbonnet. Charbonnet. He's averaging almost 11 yards per carry, and he has six touchdowns on the season already. I think he breaks out a few few big runs. You know, you add in that Thompson Robinson, the quarterback, dual threat. Give me the the points. I think he still lives by the touchdown. I agree with you. Ironically enough, my next play is also in the UCLA-Stanford game. Um, I will more than likely I, – I will probably be on that UCLA uh, spread also. I do like that a lot. Um, like I said, leading perfectly into my pick, uh, UCLA-Stanford over 58 and a half. Um, I think this will be a high-scoring game. The over has hit in seven of the last two, 10 games between these two teams, and Stanford has hit the over in 10 of their last 15 games just themselves. Um, UCLA is coming off a bad loss to Fresno State, um, and their defense gave up 40 points and 569 yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. For their offense, they still put up 37 points and got themselves just under 400 yards of offense with 395. Um, what we said, UCLA, Chip Kelly is a running guy. He is a run-the-ball kind of guy. Charbonnet is going to put up numbers kind of like you were saying. Uh, Stanford is giving up 210.7 rushing yards per game through three seasons. I'm sorry, three games so far this season. Um, that's one of the worst numbers in the country right now. And UCLA is one of the top 10 rushing attacks in the country. They're going to pound the rock. They're going to find a way to gash this defensive throw there. Um, but UCLA, UCLA's defense does have its fair share of holes in it right now. They're giving up 25.7 points per game, 419 yards per, per game as well. Big key and why I love this number here and why I love this 58 and a half. Stanford made a quarterback change week one. Uh, they went from Jack West to sophomore Tanner McKee, who was a four-star recruit, one of their better recruits they've had in a while, especially the quarterback position, since Andrew Luck. Um, with Tanner McKee under center, Stanford is averaging 40.1 points per game, whereas with Jack West, they couldn't. They only got into the end zone one time in, their, in that first half of that game before uh, McKee took over. 
McKee is a very good quarterback. He looks phenomenal. He's completing 71% of his passes right now. He has actually already overtaken, um, I don't what's it, Dorian Thompson. I don't know how to, what is his last, there's a third name in there. Dorian, Dorian Thompson. Thompson Robinson. Robin, Thompson Robinson. He's already I, overtaken him as That's the, why I only put the two, I only put the two last yeah, names because it's, I, yeah, it's, it's too much. I just, I just have Dorian. So, um, so he's already overtaken him as the passing leader in the Pac-12 right now with uh, pretty much a half a game less than Thompson, Thompson Robinson has played. Um, I, I love where this is going to head to. UCLA, like I said, is averaging 39.7 points a game, allowing 25.7. Stanford's averaging 30 itself with West and McKee under center and giving up 25 this is going to be a big game. This is going to be a high scoring game. Both of these two teams are going to put up over 30 points apiece. We're looking at like a 38 to 35, 38 to 34 kind of game, I think, here. Maybe 41 to 35 kind of game. Yep. No, I, I like that as well. That was the original play I had. And I was like, I got too many totals. I need, I need to switch. That is my favorite play of the week right now. Uh, that UCLA Stanford over. That is my number one. Play. I don't know if I like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, like I said, I, the reason why I didn't put it on because I had too many totals already. Uh, this game, quite strange. Utah State versus BYU. These are West Coast teams. They're playing eight hours earlier than they normally do. And not just it's, West Coast teams. They're whack teams. Wax. We're so, whack. This is a 10 a.m. local time kickoff. What? That's yeah. What? That's just insane. I'll just be waking up. Yeah. I wake up on Saturdays like right before the game starts. Like I post my card, make a cup of coffee, and the games are on. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Um, these two teams can be sleepwalking. It's. I love the under for both full game, and I really love it for the first half. Really love it for the first half. The under is set at 70. They This is a game change. They cha- they changed it from 12 p.m. local time to 10 a.m. I don't know why. I don't care. Yeah, those Mormons know how to party, too. But when, they're, but they're when they changed it, the total went up seven points. <laughs> what? They're still going to be sleeping. Am I, am, am I like overthinking this? Or am I... I, don't think, I don't think so at all. I think like, I think you are 100% on the right side of if, this. Like, it makes de- no sense. See, the defense is still sleeping. They're going to be grabbing. They're going to be holding. They're going to be pass interference left and right, targeting, being lazy. You know, see more drop passes than usual, more penalties than usual. It could be a real sloppy game. I, I'm taking a shot in the dark. I can't even do any research about the two teams. Like, I know BYU can score. Uh, Utah State, they like to run the ball a little bit, but it, at 70 points... At ten in the morning, give give me this, give me the under, give me the under. Yeah, I, I love that pick. It makes way too much sense. And I, like you just said, I haven't done much research into it either. Uh, but that is, it's that's an unbelievable line. Like, I, it makes no sense. I don't know. There's got to be something that I'm missing somewhere. Like I said, I haven't done much digging into it yet. Um, I will dig some more into it tomorrow for sure. And once I, I'll get feedback. I'll provide it to you and let you know what I find out. But. It makes no sense. Like that's just that's way too high of a number for a game to start that early out there. Like I was just scrolling through covers. It's just like kind of like an easier way to get through. Is I, I can look at trends all at the same time. Covers.com, that great platform for, for you know, all the all the trends and whatnot. Check them out. 
I know no usually no free ads, but they're great. They help us out a lot. So we shot them out. Um, and I saw like it, it was at 63 and a half and then it was at 70. I'm like, wait, what? Doesn't make any sense. Uh, Morgan, you have another bet or is that it for you for tonight? I don't have any more definites okay. at this point. I have some leans like Florida 18 and a half is definitely a lean. Um, they put up big numbers and made that game against Alabama very close. They're playing Tennessee, who Joe Milton is very banged up right now. We don't know if he's going to play. Um, I, I love Tennessee. Everyone who anyone knows me knows Tennessee is my college team. I love Tennessee won last week. I sent Billy the snap. We got a little Rocky Top action coming on. I love the plays in Rocky Top when we win. Uh, I'm a big balls guy. But Tennessee is in transition mode right now. Uh, Florida – with Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson, they have two nice quarterbacks. They can get some things done. Like I said, they moved the ball pretty well against Alabama, especially in the second half. Um, they really fucked me in the second half of that game. So I, I do really like the 18 and a half for Florida. I think Florida can really win that game kind of convincingly. Uh, and it's being played in Gainesville. So that's always a plus when you come down to the swamp. Um, I, don't hate, I don't hate that either. Yeah, I have one more. Uh, I, I have always, one more play. If you, if you, yeah, do. go ahead because I'm just look. I'm looking at leans right now. So good by all means, go for it. Um, I'll be on Western Michigan minus two and a half against San Jose State. This may be one of my favorite bets. I stayed up till five a.m. Watched every snap of the Hawaii San Jose State game last weekend. Was I tired? Absolutely, very extremely, but not as tired as San Jose State will be after flying back and forth to Hawaii playing an earlier game i think it's a three o'clock eastern time game so it's probably 12 o'clock so playing at home um starkle he he's been good at times he's got a lot of the weapons around him the quarterback san, san jose state but the problem is his weapons are very athletic very strong very big but they're not very good at catching a football uh he's only completed 51 percent of passes it's, what the hell <laughs> I get my laptop got caught on my hairband. <laughs> uh, I was about to say you dropping passes just like the Spartans <laughs> drop drop passes last week. Um, I've never watched a game where so many drop balls have ever happened than watching San Jose State last week. They must have dropped 15, 16 balls, and half of them there was nobody within 10 feet of them. Um, Western Michigan, on the other hand, they put up 44 points and beat Pitt. Was that last week or two weeks ago? That was two weeks ago. I believe that was two weeks ago. Uh, no. It was two weeks ago. Was against Tennessee. Uh, was against Tennessee. Okay, so it was last week. Yeah. Um, now Tennessee this could it. this could be a letdown spot for Western Michigan, but I just flat out think that they're much better than the Spartans are. Um, Ellerby, the quarterback for Western Michigan, much better. Broncos have a great run game. Keep defensive honest. They're going to take some deep shots. San Jose State has been a good defense. They haven't played anybody. They're only allowing 19.3 points per game. But they just played Hawaii. And we know how bad Hawaii can be. And I was on Hawaii's side, and they couldn't even cover against Hawaii. They were in a, they were in a, like a last-second sweat with Hawaii in the middle of the night. Um, just a trend. Western Michigan is 8-3-1 in the last 11 games against the spread at home. And I'm uh, sorry, yes, this game is in Michigan. It's not in um, not in San Jose. I thought it was in San Jose. I wrote it backwards. Um, and they are 7-3 against spreading the last 10 games as a favorite. Love it. Give it to me. Put it in my veins. Western Michigan, minus 2.5. Do you like that? Um, 
I just want to throw out a little disclaimer here. I realized that I made the Mormon joke for Boise State and everything, and for whatever reason, I thought you were talking about BYU. I had a nice little brain fart there in my head. So just want to throw it out there. When you're cold, your brain is cold, too, and your jokes don't hit like you kind of thought they would. So, yeah, everyone can make fun of me for that one. That was bad. That was bad, uh, bad right there. So um, as I'm kind of looking at these, a couple of other leans that I like. I, we talked about this last time. I think we talked about it off air and not when we are recording the NFL show. Um, I will say Missouri- that's my fault. That's my fault. I said I said BYU by accident. Okay, all right. Yeah, so I'm fault. not completely. Crazy I was like, wait, did I did I say I, I just scroll back? Because as I'm well, I'm sc- I was scrolling through it and I'm like, BYU is playing South Florida. Like, like why? I mean, it's definitely because I, I, I was looking at BYU State. South Florida. I like BYU. Okay, so I'm not completely crazy. No, no, it's my fault. So, all, right. all right, thank goodness. Um, I think I think I don't know. If, I know we talked about this definitely off air. I don't know if we mentioned it at all during the during the show. Um, I did like Missouri land one and a half to Boston College. That is a very strange number to me. Um, I I don't get that one yet. I, again, that's another one I will do some digging into tomorrow before I post the official uh, six pack on FFD or, or I'm sorry, or Billy posts the official six pack for me on FFD as my editor, um, or if it hits the card or anything. That that game doesn't make sense. There's I don't understand how Missouri is only a one and a half point favorite against an ACC team, especially Boston College. That's wild. They're just bad at sports. Exactly, yeah. Unless it's college hockey, college hockey. Uh, It it doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to do some digging there. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's something. Maybe Missouri's quarterback got hurt. I don't know. I'll have to dig into that one and find out. Um, I do have one that lean that I actually very, really, really like. And I'm just scrolling to find the up the second number because I was just looking at the scroll back up, but it's actually, it's going to be Bowling Green versus uh, Minnesota. No, Minnesota is 31 and a half right now. 31 and a half. I like Bowling Green getting the points in that game. Uh, Minnesota is not the same team since I can't remember his name for the life of me, but that running back popped his Achilles week one against Ohio State. Ibrahim, yeah, and they're not the same team. Um, They're getting a lot of points against one of my Maction teams. I think boys or Bowling Green definitely can cover this game. Bowling Green is actually a pretty decent team in the MAC. They are usually in that second tier underneath Toledo and Akron uh, and Miami of Ohio. So I, I do think that they can cover this game for sure. Uh, Toledo is a five-point favorite against Ball State. Love it. Always ride with my Rockets. We ride the Rockets to the fucking moon always. Um, but I'm sure there's more games I will like. So we'll see. We'll see how much I have the cojones to play. Yeah, I don't want to go overboard. Yeah, I mean, a couple of leans that I have is Arkansas plus five and a half. I just think that they're a better team against uh, Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is a bunch of frauds. Uh, Buffalo minus 13 and a half. Statement right there. What? That's a bold statement right there. I, I just I said Texas, what I said. Texas A&M opened, what, opened the season, I think, ranked number five. Yeah, and they, guess what? They're still at number five. That's a bold statement. I'm just saying, there's there's teams out there who aren't as good as they think they are, you know. For example, Ohio State not as good as they thought they were. Um, another lean I have Buffalo minus thirteen and a half. Uh, they've done me dirty so far. It's one of my favorite teams to bet on. You know, well, Maxion never hurt anybody. As Morgan always says, and Michigan State minus five. You can get that at minus one hundred five or even money on another site that I have. Um, just those just leans. I don't. I didn't dig enough into it yet. So. Uh, I don't know. That's all I got for today. We're, we're, we're catching our stride, though, Mr. Mo Watts. We are 
we are sliding through these episodes. We are looking I like mean, an official show now. No hour and a half. I can't be goofy when I'm just I'm getting bludgeoned every five seconds. You know, it's I just mean, bad beat after bad beat and just bad play after bad play. So I will know. say that in the NFL, that kid sliding in the App State game. That happens all the time. In college, normally they yeah. score. Yeah, normally they score. It. As soon when we were getting, that's going a kid back, who wants to go to the to NFL. Yeah, when that's we were a... talking about that, and they, I was like, they're going to score a touchdown. Like they're going to go, they're going to keep moving. I wholeheartedly was sitting there thinking, college kids are not going to sit down with the ball. They are going to put the ball in the end zone. I want to know who that is. I don't know. Hey, that's kudos to that guy. Kudos to that that running back. I respect that move a ton. I like yeah. that. That's a smart player right there. That's, that's an NFL player right there. Yeah, absolutely fucked me. I don't love that part of it. I want no part <laughs> of it. the Eagles. I will hate your guts. Um, but I respect the smart football play. I'm going to send you a bill later this week for the bet I just lost because of you. Yeah, well, you can't win them all, Mr. Mowatts, but I'm very confident you will bounce back. Uh, where can we find you? What are you up to? What are we doing? Let's close this. Uh, if, you want to watch, if you want to watch me subtweet myself and just lose my shit consistently, uh, you can find me at MoWatch26. Um, I have now placed a cease and desist order against Mr. Billy FFD for a true assault against me. Mr. This guy, big assault guy here, laying, laying the boom on me in the middle of the field. Um, you can find me there. You can find us at Betting Diagonal. You can find my articles that I am having Billy post for me at uh, at Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm losing. He's so sad. <laughs> so at sad. Fantasy Football Degenerates Podcast. Um, FFD Podcast. You can find them on there. The NFL article might be up. Uh, I'm not. That's a no. It'll be it'll be up after the show. I was kind of trying to put the them show. both up at the same time. Uh, yeah, college football article we I will have finished tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to finish this evening because I do want to get six plays up there, and I only have four currently that I'm definitely getting into. Uh, I also need to win a bet because I need some money to gamble on. So um, I got to find something little tomorrow that I can wager on. I actually I do like Wake Forest plus three and a half tomorrow. Just a little something I might get involved with. Uh, yeah, I might parlay a Wake Forest plus three and a half and a Liberty minus six and a half. Uh, wow. I'll most likely be on Fresno tomorrow. So, yeah, it's not too bad either. Uh, but that's where you can find me, uh, William. Where can I find you? You can find me at Winning Lane. You can find me at Billy FFD on Twitter. You can find me at Betting Diagonal, where I'll be posting all the winning plays. You can find me at FFD underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, like, follow, subscribe. Guys, I do want to say a special special away. shout out to uh, our boy Jiminy in Billy's background right now. He is our yeah, number back. one number one follower right now. He shows up for every single show. He's there with us for the live recording. Jiminy, you're the fucking man. You are the mascot of this show. Yeah, you know, I try to get this done early as possible, but Morgan is dead set on watching the Phillies just dramatically not get into the playoffs. It's the most dramatic fashion possible. We're down six to nothing after three innings, 12 to six win. That's three games this season they've come back from a seven run deficit in one. He's the cardiac cats, oh, baby. Stop it. Braves lost tonight. We're only two back in the division with stop, 10 to go. Stop. Baseball stinks. Otherwise, you bet on it. He absolutely love it. Um, I, I suppose they're gonna they'll break my heart, but you know I'll deal with yeah. that in eleven days. 
Yeah, like I said, like, follow, subscribe, Benny Diagonal, FFD, MoWatts26, Billy FFD, Gersh Greg. I tweeted at him tonight. Didn't listen. We will see you guys next week. Good luck gambling.